Under federal rules in 12 years, by 2035, all new cars and light trucks sold in Canada must be zero emissions. So we have a bit of a problem, though. The number of charging stations we need, uh, we have to get on building them ASAP to meet this mandate. Brian Kingston, president of the Canadian Vehicle Manufacturers Association, joins the show to talk about this and provide some perspective. Brian, how bad is it when we talk about uh, charging stations and infrastructure? It's a serious, serious challenge. And to your point, we've got a regulation that's about to come into force that, that's going to effectively dictate what vehicles Canadians can and can't buy and getting to 100% electric by 2035. To support that, we need hundreds of thousands of charging stations. And as it stands right now, there are about 18,000 publicly accessible chargers across Canada. That isn't going to cut it. We need to see an aggressive rollout of charging infrastructure right now, because this shift has to work for everybody. If you live in the country, if you live in an apartment building, you need to be able to charge. And I'm concerned that we don't have a clear plan to provide that charging availability. Yeah, we uh, aren't convinced on how we should be retrofitting. I think people are really nervous about it. Um, Last week, seven major automakers announced a collaborative effort to build a network of fast chargers uh, through the U.S. and Canada that's going to rival Tesla's network. But the reality is um, we are going to probably not get the uh, vast amount of that because it's in North America. So the U.S. is probably going to get most of those chargers, no? Yeah, and the U.S. has been more aggressive in terms of putting money behind support for charging infrastructure. If you look at California as a great example, they've got the same target that Canada has, about 5 million EVs in the ro- on the road by 2030, yet they're spending three times as much on charging infrastructure than the whole of Canada. So that's just one data point, but it gives you a sense of how aggressive the U.S. is being on, on this And it will draw a lot of that investment into the U.S. market. So we got to be comparable. We have to compete with the Americans. And we've got to have a really credible plan if we're going to build this out fast enough. Can we do it uh, quick enough? Because we've got still supply chain issues, I understand. There are still supply chain issues, absolutely. If you think, look at things like transformers, which are critical for the grid upgrades necessary, uh, there can be long delays in, in getting those into uh, the, the grid. Um, that said, I, I think we'll get past that. I, I think the supply chain issues can be dealt with as we get towards 2035. Um, but the, the current challenge is just the speed of our rollout. If you look at the past couple of years, the increase in charging stations hasn't been nearly as aggressive as you would expect, given the targets that the federal government is setting. All right. So um, with regard to these targets, can we run down how bad it is uh, provincially? Let's just stick in Ontario for a second here. What is the breakdown as far as the uh, number of EVs for chargers? Yeah, if you look at the uh, the, the report that was um, put forward by CBC today, they've got a breakdown that shows that um, Ontario and Quebec are near the bottom of the table when it comes to North American jurisdictions uh, for charging infrastructure. So they have a ratio in, in Ontario of 0.38 and in Quebec of 0.11. So that's basically uh, dividing the, the fast chargers available by the number of electric cars. Um, I think what we really should be doing, though, is just comparing 
our provinces and Canada more broadly to California, because the California market, they've been on this for decades now. They have a sales regulation that Canada's modeling its own regulation after, and they've been very aggressive in putting money behind charging infrastructure. And even though California's got a long way to go, we're still not comparable with that market. So I think that's probably our best metric. And unfortunately, uh, we're not quite there yet. And just to give you a sense of what we have to actually have by 2035, and these are government estimates that are publicly available. Yeah. We're talking about 442,000 public chargers in the next 12 years. Right now we have 18,000. So um, this is big. This is a big national project that needs to be undertaken right now. How many do you think we need in the province of Ontario? Because the, we, you know, it's a province that is pretty much uh, pivotal when it comes to the economy of the country. Yeah, what it what it really comes down to is um, a, a ratio of EVs to to chargers, and so the metric that we tend to point to is what the European Union has been using. So every ten EVs, there should be one publicly accessible charger. I think that's probably a good starting point, at least for now. The challenge that we'll find in Ontario, though, is Toronto huge urban center with many, many multi-unit residential buildings, so apartments and condos. Retrofitting those can be very expensive. So we have to provide people that live in those buildings with on-street charging and other public charging options. And I think that's going to be the biggest challenge that Toronto will face. All right. Storage is another problem. A little bit later on in the program, we're going to talk to somebody, I think, from uh, MIT. And they have uh, realized that there's a way to store uh, energy inside concrete slabs. It sounds kind of trippy and futuristic, but it could be a solve, especially when you're talking about urban centers empowering things because we you know when we take some of the electricity off the grid for our vehicles we're going to need to uh, store it elsewhere for our houses right absolutely we're going to need storage and we're also going to need more electricity ontario to decarbonize ontario's electricity system it is estimated to cost between 375 and 425 billion dollars that's just ontario then you add on top of that the cost of grid upgrades so new transformers new lines hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars so we've got a big challenge we've got to build the infrastructure but we actually have to make sure that we've got the clean electricity there to power it all right so uh, are the taxpayers on the hook for the uh, clean electricity and the we're looking at automakers being on the hook for putting in the infrastructure. Is that the way it's going to you know break down? It's going to be a mix. So when it comes to electricity, it will be borne by the ratepayer, the Ontario citizen, as we build out more electrical capacity. When it comes to charging infrastructure, right now it's not very profitable. So that's where the, why there's a role for government to help incentivize more charging infrastructure being installed. That said, once you get more EVs on the road, there's going to be all sorts of interesting business models to attract people to your charging station, sell them other goods and services. And so I think there's going to be a big private sector imperative on the infrastructure side. But we're not quite there yet because we don't have enough EVs on the road. Why are we dragging our feet, Brian? I mean, it's just around the corner. 12 years is tomorrow. It's a great question. And I ask myself that every day. If you look at automaker commitments right now, we're talking about $1.2 trillion to electrification. We've got 74 models in the Canadian market. There's another 40 coming to market next year. The EVs are here. The transition is underway. And I lose a lot of sleep thinking about the infrastructure gap and the fact that a lot of people won't make the shift if they don't see the charging infrastructure. Oh, I'm going to put you on the spot here, and I do feel a little bit guilty, but do you have an EV? 
Yes, I currently drive a plug-in hybrid. So I've got about 50 kilometers of electric range for all my city driving and I can plug it in at my house. Uh, and then when I go on a long road trip, I got family all over Ontario. So, we, you know, it's not unreasonable to do 800 kilometers in a day. Uh, I still have the gas option. Yeah, I think a lot of people want to go that option first. They're nervous and rightfully so when you don't have all the infrastructure ready to go. Brian, always a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for sparing some time on this beautiful summer day. Thanks a lot. Great to be on. You have a great day. Brian Kingston, president of the Canadian Vehicle Manufacturers Association. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone. And for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.